0: Welcome to Awakening Brilliance, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of high achieving women and the topics that inspire and empower women to boldly step out in their brilliance. I am your host, Victoria Baylor, and I'm a mindset and clarity coach who's passionate about helping women shift from stuck and overwhelm to creating a brilliant and profitable brand. Be sure to grab a copy of our Brilliant Brand Checklist in the show notes. Also make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on our weekly podcast. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to another Awakening Brilliance podcast. I am Victoria Baylor and I'm super excited to be here today with my amazing, lovely, lovely, lovely guests, the one and the only Mrs. Sabrina Newby. Sabrina, we are delighted to have
1: you today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for the kind words. I really appreciate it. I love being here. So thank you. You are welcome. Now,
0: I must say this, that Sabrina, if you're either going to listen to this, you probably can't tell. I'm probably smiling a lot just because Sabrina and I, she, we had some off uh, microphone conversations. It's always enriching to talk to her and that she's a wealth of information and she's also just so much fun to be around. I'm sure people that know you already know that. (laughs) So I'm excited to get into today's topic, where we're actually going to be talking about, I normally don't introduce this early, but we're going to, I'm so excited about it, we're going to be talking about defying gravity. And we're Mm. going to talk about that in the sense of pushing women beyond limitations. And I couldn't think of a more fitting topic for Sabrina to really help enlighten us and give her own wisdom and spin on. But before we do that, Sabrina, please feel free to take the floor and tell us just
1: a little bit about yourself that you want to share. Oh, thank you. Uh, Well, I I live here in uh, the city of Hinesville, which is in the coastal Georgia community. I'm originally from Louisiana, moved to Georgia in 2001 uh, by way of the military, and I uh, fell in love with it, and I have been going ever since. Uh, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a grandmother, I am uh, someone who's uh, actively engaged within the community, and I am someone, I'm a believer, so i um, those are, I think that would be kind of like a summary that people would want to actually know about me. I just, I believe in us as people.
0: Well, that definitely shows. Thank you for your summary. And Sabrina is always so humble. I'm over here rolling my eyes. <laughs> she is one of those quintessential people that really is a mover and shaker in her community. And I feel really bad because I, I knew that if I started reading your bio, I was like, Lord, this whole show would probably be taken up with the bio. But, you know, being an entrepreneur, amazing entrepreneur, we'll include her bio for those that want to dig a little bit deeper. And then being, um, I know you launched a chamber uh, over there in um, Liberty City and kind of like up the coast. And give mm-hmm. me the specific name, if it's okay, of your uh, chamber. I don't want to get that wrong. That's okay. It's the Coastal Georgia Minority Chamber. Okay, that's right. I knew that, but I was like, things and acronyms were starting to play up <laughs> my brain.
1: I, like, <laughs> I know, chamber acronyms are <laughs> always go, touch and go.
0: Yeah, so no, so we'll get more into a little bit later about the chamber because we're going to talk about what does it really mean to defy like gravity in the way in which you develop that and how this chamber, your chamber, my chamber too, I'm a proud to be associated and connected with it, has really been impactful for those up and down our coasts. But before we do that, let's just kind of lighten the load a little bit with a little mini icebreaker. I want okay. people to know you a little bit more and um, in a different regard. These are some random questions, so please don't fault me. It's just what pops at the top of the dome. Okay. Uh, Sabrina, so what is your favorite movie? Just curious. Uh The Crimson Tide. Really? Yes. <laughs> You're gonna have to explain that one. Is that um oh my gosh, uh Gene Hackman
1: Hackman and Denzel Washington and um they were submarine captains uh, of uh, nuclear submarines and there was a mutiny created and uh Denzel was the new kid on the block and Gene Hackman was the you know the senior and uh he kind of like had his way of doing things, which were the old way of in the old way of thinking. While you had Denzel that presented a new focus, and uh, there was a clash of the two titans. And uh, well, I, I don't I don't see it as a good over bad. I just think there was two different ways of thinking, and um, you know but putting one to bed so that the, uh, the new bloom can fully develop and uh, I just love that movie. It just, I, I don't know why I'm so drawn to it, but I, I absolutely love that movie.
0: You know, it's weird and forgive me because for those listening don't know me specifically, I'm a mindset and clarity coach and I, I'm not coaching here at all. But it's so neat because I see you actually in that movie and I know <laughs> in the conversations we had that you're, I always consider you kind of like a fresh air you kind of come in with this uniqueness, you bring new ideas, you really want to kind of um, I wouldn't say revive, but just really enliven things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's a saying that oftentimes we pick our movies based on values that are so important
1: to us. Mm-hmm. I would say so. I, I, I would say so, because I don't think that, um, you know, looking at, you know, seriously looking back on Denzel's character, I don't think he wanted to do away with the old. I think he wanted to enhance it, you know, and, uh, you know, some people didn't like change. And I find that to be, you know, in every situation where you're literally the newbie on the block. And uh, you have these difficulties and it kind of like, it helps you improve on the game and it helps improve the project overall. Another way to to define gravity, if you will, so.
0: So is it by accident, your last name is (laughs) (laughs) newbie? It's like all these cool correlations. Y'all see why we love this lady so
1: much. (laughs) uh, you know, every time I, I had to adapt to the word newbie because my husband, when I met my husband, it was the first time I had ever heard the last name. And uh, then uh, when I worked with the DoD, it, we met newbies from all over the United States, and there was some always some sort of connection. Uh, and I was just like, you know, and when they would meet me, when they when they would have to come to my office. Another newbie, they would be so excited because it's such a rare find. It's such a rare find. So, and some people would go out there and they would find. You got to meet Miss Newbie because she's a newbie too. So mm-hmm. I had to adapt to um, meeting other newbies, which was so cool. I thought, and then the fact that people, you know, call the new kid on the block the newbie, and I actually, I, I really never. I, it kind of helped me put it all together helped me put it all together so i'm like thinking i'm always the newbie i'm always the newbie
0: <laughs> it's really cool how it fits though it's just amazing you know when you unpack things like that okay second question uh what is the scariest movie you've ever seen the exorcist i second that okay i just want to make good okay yeah look it's a it's a bit much right <laughs> yeah that was a bit much Oh lord i was terrified terrified <laughs> So no, it's yeah. That just we'll just leave it at that. Okay. So, <laughs> with that being said, thank you for just sharing a little bit about yourself. In those regards, we're gonna actually just jump on in because I know that our 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 listeners are biting at the chomp or the bit or chomping at the bit. We'll say that right. And I want to kind of talk about something we talked about a little bit off camera, just a little bit. I just something you said that just really resonated. So I'm gonna grab my little uh, notepad and just read it. So when we talk about defying gravity, Mm -hmm. you said, I quote, you said a lot is pressing against women. So there's a lot of them, a lot of things that just kind of come up against, but those things are actually pushing them forward. And that we're in a season where there can be immense growth for women, you know, if they're going to take advantage of that, please, by all means, explain and kind of express what what you feel about that, where you were going with that.
1: Well, you know, um, I think I've experienced it all my life. Um, and I'll share some personal content. You know, growing up, um, I'm the middle child of seven. Uh, my mother uh, married later in life. So um, there was always very strong women in my life. And the women that helped rear me, they were not very Uh, much afraid of anything you know they were always out there and they from my aunts to my sisters to my mom my grandmother very strong women it wasn't until I left my home which was a very small rural town in Louisiana and that I went and and I got married and we started to travel the world did I see um, this sort of submissive role and um, I didn't understand it you know I didn't understand it I I saw it depending on where you were it could be in a number of things right Mm -hmm. Uh, but then when we got when we particularly moved here to Georgia um, the term submissive tend to have come about and it was more biblically related so I understood that part Uh, But then as time went on, you saw what you understood what submission, biblical submission was versus misogynistic dominance. Mm. So with that being said, you know, I saw and I've seen a lot of the dominance take place and I've seen women basically demure their strengths um and um I didn't understand that I didn't understand that because that's not what I that's not who I am I mean um you can be strong and respectful at the same time and um I didn't understand that so as time went on it the, the you know and then you see the me too movement come about and you actually know women who've experienced these types of things um, not necessarily as it pertains to sexual harassment or um, sexual assault, but just professionalism, you know um, tolerance, you know uh, having making women understand that there is a place, for you, but it's not necessarily out front. It's wherever I tell you that place is. That was something I couldn't wrap my head around. So um I just felt like I needed to understand how I could build my platform within that particular arena mm-hmm. and help other women understand they could build themselves as well. It's, the time for women, I, and I say this often now, is now. We have come a long way, baby. Is that a Virginia Slim commercial? Oh my We're gosh, baby. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and every, day, <laughs> every day I see an evolution. I, I see us evolving and that's very important to me. Um, but I I need women to understand this is their time. This is their time. Uh, this is their time. You know, uh, I'm not telling them to step away from their biblical values, not at all. But what I am telling them is outside of your spouse, you know, um, that biblical value transfers from submission to respect. And respect is a two-way street. So uh, you get it how you live, as Rihanna would say. And you just kind of like, push forward. And I think the world is ready for a lot of strong women to understand their place and their place is anywhere they, they choose to be.
0: So there's so much to unpack there, but we definitely will get into how you were able to put that plan in motion. But going back to what you were saying, you're absolutely right. And I love that because what a lot of women are up against, they consider it to be a big fight, but they're not really taking in all the external factors. You know, demographic uh-huh. is or like wherever you live, your the, the demographic where, where it, I mean that plays a huge role. Oh yeah. And the people that find themselves in an environment where they it's not conducive to that open-mindedness or there are these constraints or perceptions of how things should be, mm-hmm. it can feel very constrictive. And mm-hmm. um, I think what's very interesting is that you kind of found yourself in that environment, but you didn't allow yourself to kind of be um, minimized by it you took note of it. And at the same time, though, you still kind of going back to that adage, I don't know why that's my jam today, Define gravity. I just love that. Because if you think about what it takes to, I would tell my clients, you think about what it takes to propel a rocket out of the atmosphere, like you just can't put gasoline from a car. Right. You need rocket fuel. Yeah. (laughs) And when I think about you, I see you as kind of that that rocket fuel and we're going to jump into how you got the chamber started but give us a sense of what is the what is in your rocket fuel that makes it where you're like i'm not content to be grounded like i am going to pass the stratosphere i want to go galactic here where's mm-hmm. this drive
1: come from because that's your brilliance so t- tell us a little bit about oh, thank that. you um it all comes back to emancipation. Everything comes back to emancipation for me. Uh, I have to be free in order to be balanced. I have to be free in order to be successful. I have to be free in order to think clearly, you know, everything comes back to that freedom. And, um, I don't think a lot of people look at it the way I do, because, um, I, I'm looking at it from my childhood perspective you know I grew up very poor and uh, my we did we didn't have the freedom to to have a lot um, and when I made up my mind that I did not want to live such a restrictive life I wasn't talking about just having a whole bunch of money uh, I wanted to literally have the full throttle of what freedom was. And freedom uh, is the gateway to success because you're you're not you're free to either move how you want, and uh, say how you feel, or accept what you want. But you know, I couldn't operate in that uh, zone of, of being restrained or being fearful. I, I just, I, you know, I have, I live by this quote: "I fear nothing but," and that "but" is leads up to God. That's the only thing I fear, and I was taught that early by my grandmother who was a little 5'2", short lady, who was a pistol carrying lady who could pop a snake from her door. Mm -hmm. And that was on the street with her, just with one shot. So she she kind of helped ingrain that in me. And my grandfather who played a huge role in my life, he ingrained that in me. Um, I don't think we have time to be fearful. I don't think uh, we have time to be fearful because if we are so fearful, then how will we ever get to that next level in our lives? So I just operate from a desire for that emancipation, but you can't be emancipated if you're fearful. So, you know, those are two things I just cannot allow in my life. I can't be restrained and I have to be fearless in order to get to that next tier.
0: I love it. And I love the fact that I think what I, especially when I'm working with, uh, as a coach is so important for people to really understand the core essence of their personality and knowing what they need. You know, we're all wired differently, but what comes across very clearly is that, you know, that in order to be your best to really perform at your best constraints are very conducive for you. Right. And I love that you had the support. It's so amazing. It's, it's really, it's such a, um, It's an honor to have that at such a young age, you know, where our minds are so uh, easily kind of shapeable. Um, It's so important to have those kind of people that are larger than life. They seem ordinary to everybody else, but when you're younger, they're larger than life characters to us. Yeah. (laughs) Your grandparents seem like that. And I think that's great because I wonder if they knew they were planting the seeds of greatness that attaches to your personality and attaches to this natural drive you have that has really, literally pushed you, that and so many other amazing elements, it's pushed you to where you're at, even to the the creation of the um, Georgia Coastal, the Coastal Georgia Chamber, Minority Chamber. With that being said, as we're talking about defying gravity and defying those... Opposition. What prompted you to start the chamber and what were some of the earlier challenges you were faced with?
1: Well, you know, um, I've been an entrepreneur. I've had an entrepreneur's mindset uh, since I was a child. Once you look back and you sort of like, huh, oh, this has always been here, you know? And with that being said, I do believe that you're born with your purpose, but um, some people may never find that because if they don't understand their path, then they can never get to that full purpose. So I look back, I was always making things. Uh, I started off making perfume uh, when I was a little girl and uh, I would collect perfume bottles. I love. I was always attracted to the old perfume bottles. And at the time you could turn the top off and get whatever was left in there. Uh, as a little girl, I was collecting the perfume bottles from my neighborhood. And they would always, the older ladies would always save me a little drop of perfume in the bottle. So I would mix, all of the bottles, whatever was in the bottles together to come up with something new. And I would put it on and my mom was like, where did you get that? Did you been in my perfume? And it was something that was just, just, you know, a whole bunch of bottles of perfume. So having said that, you know, um, I've always kept that mindset. So I started off creating, um, perfume. And then, uh, I was always making products at home and I was giving them to my friends. I was giving them to my friends. I'm like, here you try this. My grandmother made everything literally from medicine to, uh, to hair products. She did everything. So I just kind of like, I watched her and, um, it was in me. So in 2010, I decided to, you know, I'm doing pretty good at this. So I think I can start a, open a store. So we started out in an eight by 10 room. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, and it kept, it kept getting smaller. And then we kind of branched out. We were very successful with that. So um, we were able to open up a couple of more stores. And what I thought was, well, gee, I, I have something here. I have something here. I've done my research. I've connected with people who were able to actually help me frame my business mind. So I said, I can help others. So in my my store, every Friday night, we would have a mixer. (laughs) <laughs> everybody would come, uh, up-and-coming politicians, politicians, businesses, uh, business owners. They would come and they would. we would have a mixer. We would have a little wine, a little cheese. And it was so fun. We have poetry, you know, all of that. And uh, I, at that time, I was like, you know, eventually, I, I think I could put something together where I could actually help minority business owners because they were the ones that needed the most. And I did, I did. I always came back to it uh, at the peak of my business because I am a product maker and my product was uh, sold in Walmart. And um, I wanted to give other people that opportunity based off the struggles that I had. Um, So I started this minority chamber and uh, we started here um, and we just kind of built from that. And that was no easy task. <laughs> and that was no easy task. So the can thing- I, Can I pause I, you just for yes. a second?
0: I know we're getting to the good part of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said something I think that was so important and it, it just deserves to be noted. I love that you started with the knowledge that you had. So even with like, and then you started with something you naturally liked. So, mm-hmm. and I remember, cause growing up, I don't know, there was something about perfume when you're younger, especially like your mom's perfume. It was like one of the most expensive, important commodities, yes. like yes. they guarded it. It was a whole different, I, I don't know. I think people think differently, but back to that, I think it's so neat that you started with something that you just kind of liked it. You mm-hmm. ventured out and explored it further. You started to do your research. We can say mm-hmm. collecting those bottles was <laughs> your research. And then you started experimenting. Yeah. And then coming up with stuff. And I think that's what I want to point out there to our audience is that oftentimes as women, we don't let things organically unfold. Right. Like we just mm-hmm. assume that lightning's gonna strike and then like the full package idea is just gonna be there. But what you're saying is that literally like you just walk the path, allowed your curiosity to open up, and then just paid attention to the signs as you keep kept moving forward. Is that what I'm hearing? Right, right. You
1: know, uh I I I I tell people this, I like to use this analogy. No matter where I stepped, whether it was a stone, whether it was, a, uh, whether it was on, uh, I'm sorry, whether it was in mud, whether it was quicksand, whether it was on the streets, whether it was grass, it, it always seemed to me that there was a stone there that helped lift me over to the next spot, even if I stepped wrong. There was always a stone in place that was going to get me back on the path that I was supposed to be on. So I I was confident in moving forward because it was the natural next step for me. Um, Did I understand what that step was going to entail? No, but even though I know now and I look back it was preparing me for this very moment, mm. this very moment in life. Um, I knew that you can't, you you really cannot have a desire to help, improve, uh, build, construct, whatever word you want to use. You can't have that without having a a need to evolve. And I had a need to evolve. I really, it was never about Sabrina. It was about the next level. And the next level always pertained to people. Mm -hmm. How do I give the people the best hair product? How do I give women the best perfume? How do I give people the best bougie natural experience? It was always that mindset. So even when we how even when I was opening my salons, it was how do I give women the best upscale beauty experience? It was always about the people. How do I contribute back to society versus how do I make Sabrina? Um, One of the things people don't know about me, and and, you know, you said I'm humble. I really don't, I'm really a very shy person. People don't believe that about me, but you, I've told you this before. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm not good at always, I'm not good at talking about myself. I'm not good at interviewing when it comes to me. Um, I I love to talk to people because people are so interesting and I'm always trying to find how we can help improve that person's uh, experience and uh, I'm always trying to help improve a person's lifestyle so creating a chamber of commerce for business owners for uh, business owners who are having a struggle that may not have known how to express that was logical it was the logical next step and that stone was put in place for me to step on and actually it took me on this journey now did I know (laughs) did I know what a um, chamber of commerce uh, would entail no but I can tell you this I can tell you this nothing in life is easy no matter what you want to do, there's always going to be your haters, the, your, the people who are the saboteurs, uh, and there's going to be the people who truly appreciate, uh, what you're doing. And, uh, so you just have to kind of like, uh, so either chew up the meat, spit out the bones or just chew it all and just go on about your day. And that's basically what I found.
0: Uh, Please let me, because I I have to, I'm like, please, we got to roll back the footage here. My favorite part is yours when you said uh, building a chamber was the next logical step. So what I want to underscore here is, girlfriend, you take some big steps. (laughs) You could have did a support group. You could have did a girlfriend's, you know, Zoom. You said no. What is the biggest way in which I can maximize the support? And so I say that, of course, because this entire podcast is about awakening brilliance. This is about Mm -hmm. really looking at those elements that make you exceptional. And it's about awakening that brilliance in other women. And I wanna point that out because oftentimes in women, we have these, not every woman thinks small. Those high achieving Mm -hmm. women, they don't. They wanna get the rocket out of the, you know past the atmosphere. But when they think about that next obvious step for them is like you, let me think chamber, which is a huge step. So many people can it. So many people say, no, no, you don't look. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it entails, but I'm still gonna go for it. But there's so much negativity in women's ears. They can't even get past that. I know I keep interrupting. We're gonna get you that story, but I wanted to highlight that because I think now is a great time to really say, as you go back and think of that journey, what were you really hearing? Because your logical step for other people, I imagine, was intimidating, daunting, and I'm sure you got hit with every comment across the face of man. So please
1: share what, what was coming at you. I was hit with everything you could imagine. Um, I was told, you know, first of all, I'm not going to support, support you because you didn't ask permission to be here. Again, that that you're you're infringing upon my freedom. So of course that that makes me, you know. And then, uh, you know, I had certain uh, people that would come to me and like, oh yeah, you you've done a great job, but now it's time to give it to me. This was this these were you know, these were and this was this was coming from men. You've done a great job. Yeah 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 yeah. But I can do better now. And I've heard, you know, I got people like, well, you know, I always wanted to do this. So you're not doing it right. And I'm like thinking, do you even know what I'm doing? And no, 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 but from, my, from what I know, you're not doing it right. Um, I got that, I got um, misconceptions, fearful information being put out, just, just wrong, disinformation. Um, basically scaring people you know you have the fear tactic um at the time black lives matter was had just become a thing so people were going around literally saying don't join that chamber because she's black lives matter or um she's a black militant you know and i'm like what you know i was i was great as long as i had my business and just do you do a girl. You go. You do girl teens You know, uh, but you just don't. You don't go out front unless we tell you so. And I'm like thinking, okay. I don't do fear. I don't do that. That though. That restraint. And I um. I'm grown. <laughs> you know you, you, I'm grown but and I, 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 <laughs> you know I'm grown and I'm like thinking no one gave me money to do this this was all my own money so basically we were helping people for free uh we were helping people we were con- we were creating these uh events we were bringing people here we were inviting people over, you don't have to pay, this is information. Uh, but it was met with a lot of animosity simply because people weren't able to take the idea and manipulate it into whatever they wanted it to be, whether they wanted to, and, or they couldn't take it from me. They, they were basically, you know, or they couldn't control me. And control the idea of the chamber. Um, I find myself also educating a lot of people along the way. You know, they didn't know what a chamber of commerce is, they just know how they've known chambers of commerce to operate in the past. So I would always tell them, you know, we are a 501c3. Organization. And we are very different from your traditional chambers of commerce. Uh, We're not a social chamber because one of the things that I've learned in my journeys as a Black entrepreneur is one of the things that we need most is information, information, information. And then once we get that information, then that information is going to lead us to the resources that we need to grow whatever we're trying to grow. So Ultimately, um, I just stayed, I stayed where I was supposed to be. Um, I also had people came up that came up against me physically, you know, uh, tried to burn down one of my stores. Uh, I had some vandalism to my property. Um, you know, it, these are all fear tactics uh, that was basically trying to remind me to know my place. And um, I've even, I was even told that you need to, understand your place as a woman, you know, here as, and what I found was as a woman of color, as a black woman, um, the same restrictions were not being placed on white counter, white women that were in business, you know, uh, they could basically do what they needed to do. And there was no restriction. There was an ample amount of help for them. But for me, a black woman, I had to be uh, basically criticized And I had to be, uh, basically I had to be compromised in some way, whether it was people making up atrocious, just nonsense about who I was, where I came from. None of this was um, true. But one of the things I believe that God gave me as a gift is the ability to work around potholes. Hmm. So no matter what what, what came at me, remember I said, God always placed a stone for me to step on, and it was going to keep me on my path. And after seven years, which we're in the seventh year, we're still here. Already. Wow. Time goes by so fast. Yes. We're still here. Happy birthday. uh, Thank you so much. (laughs) We're, We're still here. We are still growing we are still building and we are still doing. What I find illogical is um, that people don't see the importance, especially now, uh, with so much that's going on and there's been a, a, a huge need for diversity and inclusion. And, uh, you know, there needs to be these talks about uh, how we move into the future with, what is the world of, of what does the world look like without misogyny and racism what does that look like uh and we we should those are the conversations that we should be having and we should also be having the conversation of women are dynamic leaders we're dynamic builders we can move things with our minds because literally we do i mean we we can do anything that we want to do but i don't see why people aren't taking more uh more advantage of those things and uh I'm kind of helping them along the way <laughs> I'm helping them realize what we can be and what we won't be any longer so oh, I
0: love love that I think especially your last statement and I feel so this is important to mention And I like the way you phrase it. So you help them along the way. And I think what's important, this is why owning your own stuff, owning your own brilliance, owning your own capabilities, because you know what your gifts, your strengths are. You're using those. You're a builder. You see that there's a gap. You're like, let's fill that. And even though your gaps are probably like the size of, you know, Grand Canyon, because you want to make a leap from having a business. So let me just start a chamber, (laughs) which is fantastic. I think that's what, again, that is what makes every single person extraordinary because you can see and conceptualize in a way and if we can learn to kind of take off this idea and notion of limits you're right. right you know we love our men so this is never about disparaging men I know and I know right. you're hubby you, you and I feel the same thing about our hubby yeah. we wouldn't know how to handle life without our hubbies they're our best friends and we love that right. but it's so important to stop looking at everyone else and start thinking about where's the dynamo in me
1: Right, um, what, because exactly. it starts with
0: an idea, and I love mm-hmm. that. had an idea, okay. I needed help. This is what I went through in my business. I wonder how many other people need help, and then mm-hmm. well, I want to be a mover and shaker with that. So that is fantastic. I mean, that says a lot about your heart, your strengths, and of course, just your um your purpose, which is really reaching mm-hmm. out and connecting across the aisle. Because I like to make this very practical for women. I would love for you to speak specifically to that woman that feels like yourself, that has that unction to do more, to stretch, to defy gravity. But every time she tries to get out, she's like, it's always pushed back down. What Mm -hmm. would you say to that woman who can see, but doesn't really know how to launch? What should be her steps? Who should she connect with? Where does she get strength?
1: (laughs) Stay in there. Hmm. well um the first thing i would say and i'm i'm going to talk to the woman as if she was me you know um first thing i would say is if you're not ready to handle criticism if you're not ready to handle the reality of what being out front means that's criticism negativity um maybe hostility maybe even some sort of you know loss of some sort then you're not ready you're not ready now if you can say and look in a full-length mirror as I always say and say to yourself I'm ready to take that next step and I can do it even though no one else is supporting me or no one else is giving me money or no, I can stand alone and I trust that that stone will appear for me to step on, then I would say, just do it. Just do it. Because if you really believe this is your purpose, nothing is going to be able to stop that purpose from blooming. Mm. I understand that, I didn't understand it before. And that's where that fear comes in. You have to understand and trust whatever the higher power is that you believe in has your back. And I believe that because that is the only thing I fear is that that the higher power that I believe in will not be there for me. And I know that will never be the case because it is a mindset. And uh, with that being said, they just have to formulate the mindset. and In regards to connecting with people who are going to be there to take you to the next level, those people will not be consistent. And I talked a little bit about that, how I was crippled because I was, uh, I was very. Um, I, I was codependent. I was very codependent in my younger days um, because I was very, you know, when you grow up poor, you experience things, you experience bullying, you experience a lot, you don't have a lot of friends because who wants to be uh, friends with the poor girl, or the poor kid or whatever. You know, we. I was criticized. I literally had a girl that would come every day to my house. She was much older to, than me. And she would want to fight me, just call me out of my house, just because she knew I wouldn't fight, you know. And um, I I look back and at all of that, and I say to myself, "Geez, God was preparing me early on, you know, early on." So I had to learn how to pretty much trust the process. That's so important. Trust the process because everybody won't be there. Um, I was so codependent. I when we moved here, prime example. When we moved here, I was I lived like maybe 4 miles away from the, at the time we only had one Walmart. I lived 4 miles away. I was literally afraid to drive to that Walmart by myself. So, I remember going to my husband like, "Can we can we go to Walmart?" And he looked at me. He said, "Baby, you really gotta be able to drive to these places on your on your own he said I may not be with you I may not be able to go with you and, and he said I think tonight you need to learn and I was like what does that mean you're not going with me <laughs> He's like, no I'm not going so I've been driving myself to Walmart and <laughs> ever since that day and um I just believe that you have to be able to understand what your strengths are and you have to learn them early on and not be afraid to reflect on your weaknesses because that's going to help you propel you to that next level too. You got to, you have to have a moment of truth again, looking at that full length mirror and saying, this is who, this is who I am this is where I want to be next. And how am I going to achieve that step? Sometimes you just have to stand up and step out and trust that that stone is going to appear. That's the process.
0: Well, I think you just diffused a lot of, oftentimes we have these, uh, this misunderstanding of how people, that's why I love this transparent look at how do people get and end up where they're at. And you didn't kind of like color this all pretty. <laughs> you a good scent. I mean, you experienced the good, you experienced the triumphs, but there were also the challenges and there were often moments of defeat. So thank you, I appreciate your candidness. But what I really feel like that does is what again the whole focus of what this is geared toward is awakening that brilliance part. Right. Because when you realize that you do have that capability, that there's something you're called to do. I believe God, like you, has embedded everyone with purpose, and that purpose is is really distinct and specific. So upon we're just willing to let go of all the stuff. And women carry so much. If you thought of it like a fur coat of just fur coat of insecurity, other people's insecurity, Mm -hmm. other people's limitations, other people's If you are a chicken, you know, nothing against chickens. I love chicken. I think we're having that on the menu tonight. But if you're an eagle in that particular chicken yard and everybody's looking at you you look so clumsy, you're so big, wingspan, don't even fit. (laughs) And every time you try to take off, everybody's like, well, you look, you're you're with us. And it's like, no, you were meant to Uh soar. And to some degree in certain environments, we're putting ourselves with people that there's not that connection with. Um, So with that being said, and actually to kind of segue, I think to our last point, is that um, how important has it been for you to leave oftentimes the chicken coop and to find those equal eagles that really do support your flight? And what, and how has that really helped you in elevating where you are now and where you're headed to in the future?
1: Well, you know what? One of the things uh, I, uh, I instantly am able to rely on, and that's my gut instinct. You know, uh, there, there (laughs) there's, there are chickens that are dressed up as eagles. No. You, and you get confused, you get confused, but my gut, my spirit never leads me astray. I'm like, I see that. I see that. You know, I see that feather. I see this is a chicken. <laughs> I know who you are. So I'm able to, um, I, I'm, I'm not only am I a very shy person, I'm a very reserved person. And, um, I don't have, a lot of people around me. Growing up poor, going back to what that story, I was, I had my sisters and um, I was closest to one, Lori, and she passed a few years ago, but, she, oh, thank you. But you know, what she instilled in me was the story that she called the ugly duckling, you know? And basically, you know, you start off as something and then you become something else. And I do believe that's God's hand taking you from one place to the other. And sometimes that's, that means that you're going to be alone and you have to be comfortable with yourself. Um, I have friends, I have girlfriends and, uh, I have people that I can call on if I need advice who are my mentors. And I have, I think I have a mentor for everything, uh, everything in my life, you know, Um, and I don't think, I think people should have those things, you know, uh, things that I feel like I'm still clouded on. And I think life is something that you're clouded on. Mm -hmm. But, um, one of the things that I do is I make sure that the people that I, Am in a circle with, have the same concerns that I have. They have the same thought process that I have, and if we do differentiate in that sort of way, then they're going to feel the void that I have, and I can fill their void by just having a conversation. Sometimes you just need a, a quick pick me up, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, or sometimes you just need a support system, you know, can you come to an event? It doesn't mean that we have to talk every day, no. um, because that's something I don't do. I don't, I'm not, I'm not someone that talks on the phone all the time, um, but it means that the persons that I'm attached to when I need them, they're there. They don't judge. They don't, you know. They'll get me straight if they need to, but I know it's coming from a very loving place and a very fulfilling place. And uh, I know that they have their my best interest at heart, even though they may not use the best words in expressing that, you know. And uh, though, uh, you know, I, I use that to help keep me balanced uh and it may be three three four women and I'm okay with that you know I'm okay with that um I'm good because I know they're going to give me those things that I, I need most from a friend and what I don't and my husband of course my husband is my biggest biggest mm-hmm. foundation because I tell you who where he's got to pick up all the other pieces that those <laughs> friends weren't able to put to- put in place and then he has to figure it out sometimes because as a woman you know we're speaking a whole different language to the point we might just explain everything he might look at it from his perspective and you like well you don't get it and they're like (laughs) (laughs) you just explained it to me you know (laughs) it's um, a um it is a uh it 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 is really something that you have to perfect um I tell people this there's a reason why Prince was so isolated there was a reason why Michael Jackson is so isolated there's a reason why Oprah only has one Gail you know there is a reason when you get to certain levels in your life those people that you, you, you can't be around everybody because everybody doesn't share the vision. Everybody doesn't wish you well. Every, everybody doesn't want the best for you. Uh, and then there are those people that, you know, they, they don't know what to say to you and they just say something. And that may be the wrong thing, but depending on what your mind is, that wrong thing can deter you from your purpose altogether. So you have to be very careful. Um, I just like a very tight, small, um, very tight, small circle.
0: No, that's an excellent point. And I think if we, if you look at it from a natural standpoint, I mean, if you think about it, a rocket leaving the orbit, you know, there's not a lot of stuff tethered to it oftentimes, you know, you can have the best intentions, the best everything, but it's so important to maintain that focus, stay true to yourself as you've outlined, um, connect with people, uh, be wise about that. People can mean even the greatest, you know, intentions, even in trying to connect. But to your point is, and i love to speak with my clients about this, it's so important to manage one's energy and know what you have the capacity for some things you're running towards you just don't have the capacity to give and to exchange like you might have in another season of life so i think what this all boils down to is when what i love what i can hear you're saying and what it kind of really speaks to the theme of defying gravity is really just um a woman coming to the into the totality of who she is embracing her brilliance Uh, Setting her sights on things that are beyond, not being able, afraid to leap into the unknown, making those steps, realizing that sometimes in that leap, you can't take everything and everyone, which is okay, but really being able to see that that leap is going to really allow you to impact others on a greater scale. And I find that sometimes, I'll say this in closing, I don't know why this is popping up, but sometimes people will stay grounded because they're so concerned about what people are saying or people feel, mm-hmm. and everybody is robbed from that. Because if I can't see the eagle fly, I can't be inspired to right. look at my wings and say, you know what, I got wings too. I'm meant to fly. Yeah, yeah. So, there's a beauty in that that we have to be able to to. Take off and be all that we're supposed to be. I feel like you want to say something in that. I'm like, I do. To I
1: do. <laughs> I, do. Um, I, I think people feel like um, you know they that they can find their greatness by attaching to someone else's great and that's not necessarily the case that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the case because we've heard of a lot of celebrities who are super successful and their children are spiraling out of control or you know they've had some sort of unfortunate circumstance so it's really about understanding who you are and believing in that truly wholeheartedly and building on that nobody makes you that's true nobody makes you you know because ultimately it's up to you to have the grit the gut and the determination to push through whatever is that blockade that's in front of you even if that blockade is yourself so, um, you know, I just, I, I, you're right. You just have to, you have to understand that I am more than quite capable of taking myself on this adventure, as I like to call it, and achieving that level of success that is deemed in purpose for me already. I, you can't, you can't stop what is destined. No one can. Now they can throw, think they can throw marble in your path, or or throw a brick at you. But basically, that's going to end up all in, into a beautiful marbleized foundation for you to step on. You you just can't stop what has already been predestined before you were even thought of, and that's just how I look at things. You know, um, I stay on that path. I believe in purpose. I believe in destiny. I believe in God. I believe in you. I believe in me. I know what I'm capable of. And I know what you're capable of. And with that being said, that's how you that's how you just spread your wings. And then you can see all of the beauty from the from a sky view. And you're, you're in awe because you're like, I would have never taken that chance if I did not decide that it was time for me to just leave.
0: Well, what a great way to sum this up. Uh, Sabrina, thank you so much for the time that you have spent with us and for spreading your wings (laughs) and inspiring us all with your flight. Um, Real quick, as we wrap this thing up, where can people connect with you now? Mind you, we're not saying that y'all gonna get a number. You know, we don't, that's not (laughs) what we're saying. But if anybody wants to know more about the chamber and they want to kind of visit and see kind of some of what you're doing or even provide support in your
1: website, where can they find you at? Well, if they want information on the chamber, they can go to our website, which is coastalgeorgiamc.org. Or if they want to participate in our, we have a market site, uh, which we invite people to join. We're actually in in the process of changing that around. But check out the market. It's Market. Dot com. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, the Coastal Georgia MC is on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook. So uh, I do accept those uh, frame requests. Uh, I don't talk a lot of messenger, but I do accept frame requests. <laughs>
0: Well, that's awesome. And I know that people are gonna to wanna to connect to your initiatives. And if you're out there and you wanna support her, please jump in, support. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the chamber will appreciate that. So thank you once again, Sabrina. I really, really appreciate your time. Um, and thank you all for watching. Uh, I am Victoria Baylor. I'm a mindset and clarity coach. And I, I would be remiss if I say this. If you find yourself out there, I work with high achieving women. If you find yourself out that you're feeling stuck, maybe some of the stuff we disclosed today, you're like, nope, I'm on the verge. I don't really know what to do. I don't know what my next is going to look like please know that I'm here to support you. My job is to work with high-achieving women to help them move those mental blocks and to really uncover their brilliance and increase their impact and income from it. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm at www.victoriabaylor.com. Thank you again for listening and probably watching if you're catching the video. And please tune in for all future episodes. We appreciate you. Um, Thanks again.